And we are on integration, the journey after the journey, being community radio. We have so much going on, so much going on. We have a surprise terrorist visitor <laughs> in the room. <laughs> no, no. An unexpected time bomb, sure. <laughs> no, no. Uh, oh. I feel the love. Feel the love. <laughs> feel the love. And uh, it's good. We are, tonight we have, I basically have a bunch of questions that I've been receiving uh, from the community, so I wanted to discuss them, so it'd be good because we have Al and Sam, we can uh, go back and forth on the different questions. Ultimately, this is a, a call-in show where people doing spiritual work are invited to call, discuss, share, and uh, spread more light in the world, specifically with the topic of the journey after the journey. So for now, while the call-in aspect is mostly in our imagination, we behave as if it is. So I'm collecting questions before the show on Facebook, and then we're running this show as a call-in show, because what I realized, my intention was always for the show to be an integration hotline of sorts, and yet I didn't really have the confidence in my own imagination to solicit that. I didn't have the confidence. This is the 55th episode, and I think today was the first time when I posted on Facebook, I said, hey, I'm looking forward to the call-in integration and you actually hotline. posted the number that's right, that's right, that's i right. was so impressed that's right so a year into it 54 episodes into it now i feel like i have made my own foundation in order for me to feel comfortable to ask mm. i needed to the, i needed the experience the confidence and just the you know 100 hours or so of recording to feel mm. good about the mic and to project my voice to the point where I really like it, where when I'm listening to it, I want to keep listening to it. So it's a big message to anyone that wants to do something, that's about to start something, do not wait to this idealized, fantasized, glamorized version of yourself where you sound good. <laughs> and don't be so, you know, rushing into inviting people. Because you know what? I could have put on every week, I could have said, hey, please call in, please call in, please call in. But it would have been different than what's about to happen now. I really did need to do my own personal work, get right. confidence of, what, of who I am and how I do this, and set up the time. Like it takes time. Right. Right. It takes. Yeah, we really try and rush into things so much in this world. It's it's almost a society. It's like we're so focused on immediate gratification. We're so focused on like what's happening, you know, today, tomorrow, this week, and and it's. And it's really about getting back to the cycles of nature. You're really big, Oria, on following the seasons of nature. And, and now it's wintertime, so now we're, you know, resting. But, but it really, for me, it means so much from, from my experience of working with you of just the reminder of nature and getting back to the seasons and the cycles. And it's okay if it takes a year, two, three years. It better take a few yeah. years. I mean, good things take time. Right, right. And there's something about timing and being... Uh, like, uh, again, I, I said it a lot to different people, about consistency. It's we're Especially in the personal development, spirituality, but it's probably true in every industry and sector. How many, like how many times do you get emails from people and you can see that every three months they change their thing. Mm. Every six months something else happens. So right now I actually don't trust most marketing, even by the people I really like. Yeah. I'm kind of like, all right, let's see yeah. what happens in a year. Yeah, let's see what happens. Right. So maybe it's because that's my own version of reality. Mm. I needed the consistency. Like now when I tell people about the podcast. Right. Oh, actually, just about my work as an integration uh, guru, coach, whatever. Uh, what I do is I help people integrate spiritual, peak or otherwise, experiences into everyday magic. And now, when I tell people, oh, and I have a podcast, and they go back, and they go to right. talkingalternative.com, and they see if, that I've been doing it for a year, that just innate credibility of the consistency is doing so, so much magic for me, more than I could ever imagine. So please do yeah. contact Sam Libowitz at Talking <laughs> Alternative for this opportunity. Yeah. Because again, if a year ago, I would have said on Facebook every time, please call in, please call in, please call in. It's not the same, because I know that deep down in our, primer, in our primal brain, consistency really serves us uh, for the best credibility. 
So after a year, after a year or some time, now I'll be able to invite and make this into a call-in show a lot better than I, than I would a year ago. Yeah, yeah, Again, absolutely. that's my own Michigas, right. and that's how I do it. And when I'm training people to become coaches and whatever it is that they want to do, I focus on just being consistent and not, being, and not worried about being good enough and not even worried about getting paid the same way that you want to get paid a year from now. Just get the practice, right. get in the habit or at first get into the habit of imagining the kind of work that you want to be doing, the type mm-hmm. of days that you want to be doing, the type of people you want to be working with, what kind of feedback are you looking for, and pay attention to the voices, pay attention to your imagination. Well, why do you think people have such an issue with consistency? You just said it. Instant gratification. Yeah. We want something to happen from our showing up like immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. we want our problems fixed we want our bills paid right and we right. want our bills paid before we quit our next job right we want our credit cards down or we want to pay off our debts before before anything else i i think these are all mental these are all mental rides mm. use what you got yeah you know yeah. If, if you if you have a dream that you're going for get the credit cards borrow money rent a room out mm. barter the hell out of everything you can you know do it like don't, don't, you know just face your own challenges and insecurities all along the way but right. just focus on the life that you want to have and know that it's not like the banner ads that you see on Facebook right. it's not <laughs> going to happen in 90 days it's just not yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really not I'm sorry to break it to you <laughs> Yeah, it's it's no like you know, ninety days to being a bestseller. <laughs> hey, I used to really always love this. I, I talk about it about somebody I knew that you know went from you know he was nowhere and then he was on the documentary The Secret and then bam like it was very big. I remember he had a a year and he made twenty one million dollars that year, the year after The Secret. Wow. And I and I remember that he said that his he's not an overnight success. He spent fifteen years. Right. speaking in front of 10 15 people right and i always remember that and when you put in the time you know that <laughs> you never know how it's going to happen but you got to right. keep showing up most people right. are having their lucky break have, have have been at it for a long time yeah 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 the, the, the old saying uh, that overnight success that took th- 20 years to get yeah. to so you know I, I, again it is 20 years anyway you cut it because yeah. your entire experience makes you who you are right now so, all of that to say, I'm so happy that you're in our lives and I'm in your life. I'm glad whether you're listening to the podcast or SoundCloud or live or a friend sent it to you, know that you're on the right path. You really, really, really are. And this is ultimately about, you're not alone. When you, you just came off a journey, you came off a yoga retreat, a meditation, Vipassana, you've had your spiritual experiences, and now you go back to the world and everything just seems chaotic you think should it seems so complicated because in your experience in your peak experience it was so simple there is such beauty there's such abundance in possibilities and all of a sudden you come back to life and you just don't know what to do and this show is for you so first of all know that you're not alone it's happening the reason why we're even working to make this type of podcast available, this type of call-in show available, integration, being community, it's because we know. We know that the work that there is left to do right now, collectively, is integrating. It's not enough to pray. It's not enough to imagine. It's not enough to go to a journey. It's not enough to go to yoga. It's about living your dream. It's about really, really manifesting and allowing for the life you want to happen. And we know, we know for a fact, it's going to take you time. I'm big about following the seasons just because I'm finally acknowledging them. I am 35 years old, and I, I remember driving this fall from in upstate New York. And it was the first time, and I've been making this drive for years now, years. I've been coming up state New York since I'm nine years old. I'm 35 right now, and I swear, it was the first time that I, I looked at all the leaves changing colors, and I said, I've never seen it like this. I literally, yeah. I, I didn't know if I asked my father or something like, was it always this way? Is it always like huh. this every fall? 
Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I've never seen all these colors. So I'm big into the seasons <laughs> because I'm finally here. And there is this feeling, there's this sense that if it's happening outside, it's also happening inside. It's not, I'm not big into the seasons. I just finally I realized that I'm alive on this planet. <laughs> and what's happening inside, I mean, what's happening outside is happening inside. If the water is cold outside, the water is cold inside. Right. If, the, if the moon is pulling the tides at a specific hour, it's also happening within my body. Why is it only happening outside? So it's not, it's not doing much. So if looking outside and it's winter and it's cold then I'm not going to launch many projects right now. I'm just going to pay attention to what's within me. And not just what's dormant within me, but what's about to spring up. Because mm-hmm. spring is around the corner. Yeah. It's funny because winter, you know, what do you call it? Dead of winter? Is that what they call it? Right. First of all, it's never really dead. Yeah. But the days are getting longer. The, 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 right. the, the second that the winter solstice hit... Right. The days are getting, getting longer. longer. So right. for me, it's kind of funny. Yeah. The colder it gets, also the longer the days are getting. So for me, this yeah. is just the beginning of spring right now. It really, 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 really is. I know I'm getting, because I'm an Aries, I like the light, I like the sun. Yeah. So for me, life is always sunny if I could help it. But to really know that the seeds, life, it's all percolating inside. So the mm. question is, for me, for you, what is about to spring for you? Mm. And take the time to envision it, to imagine it, to feel into it. The more you do that this winter, the more the world will validate it. The more, you know what? The more you imagine what you are wishing for, what you are allowing for, the very bare minimum it's going to happen is your doubts, your insecurities, your shadows is going to pop up. It just is. So do the work now in the winter. If you're imagining a new life, a new partnership, a new endeavor, a new project, or just the expansion, the scaling up of whatever you're already doing, if you're imagining it now and stuff comes up, I don't know if I can do it, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough support, take the winter to cultivate practices of self-love, cultivate new practices of loving kindness, meditation, and mindfulness mm-hmm. that when those fears and insecurities come up and they literally dictate your imagination, there's nothing you can do but practice and cultivate a sense of flow and navigation so you can imagine these things, so you can see what you want spring up. Because if securities and doubts come up by default, then guess what? That is what you're going to create. We know that. You cannot skip this truth. You are always, always creating your reality. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shifting shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into reality Wake the dreams into realities Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks The language of no words is how we speak So you go on a journey You go on a spiritual journey Where you have an experience Okay, that's the experience. <laughs> it is. When you have the experience of everything is okay, you're safe. Whether it's because you went into your heart and you realize that you are love and you are loved. Maybe it's an experience of spirit through meditation or substances of sorts or plant medicine and you just experience oneness and you can see and feel the connectedness of everything you may see the lights you may see the connections you may just know you may come into your body and feel the the sheer pleasure of just being alive just being in your body the magic the awe 
of life manifesting through you all that intelligence just so you can hear your own thoughts so you can communicate with other people so you can have all these senses and feel pleasure and then of course you can have this magic experience of your own mind and your own imagination because ultimately all of this work hopefully gets you to the experience that you are creating your reality with your imagination and your imagination is defined by what you believe about yourself and then the work begins hmm. then the work begins because you realize that consciousness is really being mirrored in your imagination and your imagination is being experienced in your mind and your mind literally is a is, is this ongoing live mirror of the collective consciousness literally being defined by your belief systems and then the work begins what do you believe about yourself what do you really 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 believe about what's possible for you what you're capable of what do you believe about the world you live in what do you believe is possible for you so you go on a journey and then the real work begins and i've been working as an integration specialist now for three years holding integration circles holding a lot of one-on-ones a lot of private time and most of my work if not technically speaking all of it is really really helping people integrate these experiences into everyday life and i get a lot of questions and i'm excited about this show becoming a call-in show because there are people journeying everywhere around the country and around the world. And right now, the common experience is just being dropped right back into so-called the real world. And a lot of frustration can build up. A lot of heartache, a lot of disappointments can build up. And there is a deep need for integration, for integration support. There is a very, very, very urgent need for people to have support around this process of bridging your inner world and your outer world. Really having the experience, the, the, the real glimpse of what it's like to be in your heart, what it's like to be connected to everything else, and then doing something about it in your life. How to you know, do what you want, have the relationship that you're looking for, uncover and remind yourself of the dreams that you either have or may have broken your heart and then do the work around using what you have learned in a peak spiritual experience into everyday life so lots of questions the most common one is how do i keep it right how do i maintain you know the people tell me all the time i, I felt so good i just want to hang on to it that's a yeah, big thing yeah, yeah. i want, I want to hang on to it well Continue is good. Mm. Hang on to it is a very uh, telling statement. Words, hang on. Yeah, hang on. I want to hang on to the feeling I had during a journey. Mm. Now, my work is really with people after the journey, and I don't really know where people do their journeys because I try to keep that stuff private. Some people do their own thing. And because a lot of the stuff uh, it is, it's a mystery school. But in my work, which is integration, I start to see a lot of patterns. And a lot of the patterns are the same. So how do I keep it? First of all, you don't hang on. Mm -hmm. You just don't. You know, everything is changing all the time. The main experience, really, is to know that once you have stretched a rubber band, it can never go back to the same place. Once your consciousness mm -hmm. is stretched, know for a fact that it's within your experience, it's within your possibility. Once you have gone into your heart in a frequency that... Maybe you have been there before, but you haven't been there for that length of a time and felt good about it and knowing that it actually comes within you, you can always build on it. Mm -hmm. So knowing that it's not going to last, it's just not. Not mm -hmm. the way it was during your experience. Just get over it. Mm -hmm. It would be like, I just had amazing, amazing, I made love to my girlfriend, my wife, and it was amazing. And I just want to hang on to that feeling all the time. Whoa. Mm -hmm. What you can hang on to is the connectedness, the feeling that it was there. It is there. It's already within you. How you do it, 
many ways. I'm a big proponent of community because I believe that all spiritual work, all work with psychedelics and journeying and whatever, is really is one big scheme, one big plot for the universe to get us to talk to one another, which means community. So how do you maintain it? Ultimately, is by having meaningful connections with the people because nothing can generate the experience of love and compassion and connectedness like a connection with another human being. So I guess what I'm saying is, first of all, let it go. Let go of the idea that you can maintain it, that you can hang on to it, but instead build on it just like a kid builds on their experience, like learning how to drive. You know the rules. You know what's possible. You know that you don't have to die and crash when you take out a two-ton machine. Just knowing that, hopefully, is enough for you to keep building. Mm-hmm. Just to keep building and get another hour in. Right. And if you feel nervous, you pull over. You just do, right? Hopefully. The same way with this journey work. You, f- you feel like you have the skills. You know the know-how. But now you need the practice. So just take it easy with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. If you are blessed or spiritually lucky enough to have had this experience of oneness, of pure bliss in your heart, know that it's for a reason. You are being called into your mystic self and you don't really know what's going to happen next. But what you can do is be responsible to know that it's all from within. And and again, instead of hanging on to it, instead of trying to maintain it, just see your life as the journey. See your your ups and downs as an everyday opportunity to navigate. You know, paying attention to your moods and knowing that your moods tell you so much and your moods and your vision are interrelated. Because your vision is really tied into your mood and your mood is tied into your vision. So really, really being gentle with yourself. How do I keep it? Don't do anything. How do I maintain it? First of all, be kind to yourself and stop trying to figure everything out. Mm. If you have done it once, you could do it again. You don't have to journey all the time because that actually makes things worse. Because if you do not integrate, you keep stretching the rubber band, it's going to break. It really is going to break. Trust me, I see it all the time. Too much journeying fragments the psyche. Too many possibilities without integrating them just creates more confusion. It's very, very, very important to be able to have community to integrate, to take action. I, I myself go to, uh, I have a teacher that I go to, and I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm doing this work because it affected me so much, and I realize that integration is what needs to happen. So I do that for a living now. But at the same time, I go and I see a teacher every quarter, and, and people ask me, you know, why don't you journey more often or how often do you journey? I say the same thing. Now I make sure that I implement mm. what I learned I, and I implement what it is. I, I take one more step, one more action. And what I do, I use my journeys. I use the rituals that I attend as a reference point, as a checking point. You know, like in the video games I used to play, and there's a checkpoint and you uh-huh, get more right. get more points. More time. Yeah. So... I literally just go in to say, okay, I've done everything or I've done a lot of what I wanted to do or enough of it to know that I'm not coming here to escape. I'm just coming here to get more guidance mm-hmm. and use it properly. Right. Um, and on that idea of, of fragmentation, I mean, people can, depending on the individual and their particular experiences, they can get fragmented pretty easily. Any recommendations of if you feel fragmented after a journey and you're tr- trying to figure out how to come back and be more integrated any particular practices that you find are are good the heart okay Ah. the heart connects the mind separates right spirit is a whole other thing so when people do a lot of journey work uh and most of it most of the traditional journey work is spirit and mind yeah most of it it sends, it sends people out there and they get to see what's possible and they see all the beauty. But yeah. what happens is without enough heart, then people stay in this fragmented place. You cannot be fragmented and in your heart. 
It's literally not possible. Oh, interesting. Because the heart connects everything. Right. So if you feel fragmented, then you got to find, you know, cultivate practices of love and self-love. Mm. You know, relationships is very, very is the key. Like find mm. people that you like, find people that you love, spend time with them, take care of yourself. You cannot take care of yourself and be fragmented at the same time. You just can't. Oh, it's impossible. Interesting. Okay. I mean, you may not be able to take care of yourself. You're so fragmented. <laughs> right, right, right. Then, you know, find talk, someone to take care of find you. Some, you know, find someone to take care of you. And, you know, again. You know, get a massage. Uh, you know. This isn't, I'm not plugging my services in, but this is literally where I come in. Where I come in as an, as an integrator of sorts right. is there are people like me out there, hopefully, who help integrate spiritual experiences into every day, into the everyday. So find ways to come back to your heart. We can talk about maybe some of those, but find ways to get back in your heart. It's 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 where everything will make sense again. And I don't mean Mm. with your mind, but in your body. Like everything Mm. will feel right once again the information, the knowledge that you're really looking for, you may have aha moments and insights through your mind, through spirit, but bringing it down, manifesting, happens through the heart and body. So mm-hmm. go back to your body. Like you said, go, you know, get a massage. Right, right. Get a massage from somebody you love, even better. Yeah. It's the circle, right? And if you're hovering in your mind and spirit, the opposite and complementary in that circle is body and heart. Mm-hmm. So go back there. Right, so it's really it's it's cultivating those self care practices. Yeah, and coming back into your body. Yeah, uh, you 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 just I I go to I go I go to the Russian baths a lot in the city, and again I go for that moment where I go into freezing waters for a minute, mm. because you cannot be fragmented and be in a cold water pool. It's just not possible. And we don't know where to begin. Don't. And we're back. I actually want to bring all on, but maybe I can. Uh, so, I, uh, Al, I'm going to read you someone's question. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if that's the one, the appropriate one for you, but I'm just going to do it anyway. All right. I believe you should discuss broken hearts. That's what the person is saying. The music industry has really been cashing in on writing about heartache and failure. A lot of pop music songs have been about that because heartbreak is so relatable. Why don't you discuss how we are the only ones who can truly break our own hearts. Joy and love is always waiting. Heart is the home to go back to. Depending on another person or external source to make you feel good is imprisoning. So, Wow, that's uh, that's a very Al perfect question. That is a perfect, perfect question for Al because um, one, I happen to be a musician. So whoever asked that question, let me start off by saying not only are they writing lyrics to il- illustrate our, and he, he or she said it somewhat negatively, she? So I'll, she, I'll use it somewhat negatively to illustrate our codependency, but in the production of, a, of the songs, they're using, and we can break this down in another form, but they're using melodies that really vibrationally trigger our hearts to feel. I mean melodies like tunes? Like exactly, okay. like like the the, the 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 what's being sung and what's being what's being produced is is unequivocally something that is triggering the heart to feel. Triggering the the, the, the consciousness to feel the heart. Now, having said that, what I want to say to this person and piggyback on what you just said, which is this you can't, in my opinion, mentalize or spiritualize over heartbreak so for example yes we can read a book and then black and white it says it's imprisoning it's codependent it's 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 giving your power away etc but really we in my experience it's not a bad thing to acknowledge and i i mean i and i and i i believe all the mystics to some degree um also uh iterate this which is 
you have to at the beginning allow ourselves to feel heartbroken there is it's 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 where it's 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 you know i like to bring it back to the child who drops his ice cream cone five-year-old drops an ice cream cone and you say well you know it's really an illusion your ice cream cone and (laughs) you know and in actuality you don't actually need it you are everything that you are that you need in this world you don't really need that chocolate and that gluten you don't the kid is just they're not able to even grasp that concept it's just the ice cream cone is what you know perfectly about you have a a three-year-old so you know the, the paradox is to be able to get to the place of acknowledging the imprisonment to acknowledging the giving your power away, to acknowledge it, you need to give yourself the ability to say, "Now we don't want to aggressively project. We don't want to. We don't want to use aggression, but to allow ourselves to to parent and love the part of us that is that has given the power away, that is heartbroken." Right. So these songs, they they are stuck absolutely and so well, uh, such awareness, but they are stuck in the place of. You fucked me over. I gave you my love. I left I left myself vulnerable right. and this is what you did to me. We get it. That's the lower place. But that's but I think everyone at some point unless they're, you know, born Gandhi or born and I'm sure Gandhi had his own tri- tribulations, they need to acknowledge that's a part of the journey and a part of the experience. Cuz a lot of people it's good topic cuz a lot of people really do come in everybody's got a uh, heartbreak, really. And it's I mean, and it's not just boyfriend girlfriend. It's, it's our parents. Yeah, that's something. I mean, when yeah, I met Sam, he was talking about getting screwed over by old business partners. Right? That was you. Yeah, yeah you haven't, that was me. You haven't. You haven't said that in a long time. I just remembered that. Yeah. Thank so God what, you gave that to yourself. Yeah. So what'd you do? How to, to, you know what's how'd you do that? Or what oh, are how you? How did doing? I get over that heartbreak of losing all that money? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, getting screwed. Was it the heartbreak oh. of losing money or getting screwed over by people? Yeah, no, it was being screwed over by people because trusting the wrong people right. and then finding out, oh, I really couldn't trust them the way I thought I could trust them. Well, okay, we're not going to do this on the air. Okay. But so what? So what? How, what what helped you transition or do we need to talk about it i I mean what really helped me transition was the community i feel okay was the community and and finally like meeting people who not that they're perfect not that they're 100 percent trustworthy but who i felt i could really trust in a different way and get support from them and receive this and then actually received the support what about your self-worth and self-value uh well yeah that's the work has helped me to to truly increase that you know i think for me the the real key turning point was we got you with this it's okay was when i had that experience that i've heard you talk about so many times and 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 I intellectually knew it, but it wasn't until I really had the experience of it that it made the big difference, which was feeling how my the that part of me that I was running away from was really my greatest gift. And, and that and instead of running away from it, what I needed to do was to embrace it and love it. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't have that hold over me anymore. And now um, I'm... I'm feeling much better in my own skin because it just it it it's not this big hairy beast that I was running away from in my imagination. So we're saying that the first step, first step in some ways, it's to actually acknowledge mm-hmm. and nurse, parent that mm-hmm. part of us. Mm-hmm. You know, when Hanu, my son, my three-year-old, if if his ice cream drops, the one thing I do is I say, "Okay, you're disappointed." You are. Exactly. You're disappointed. Or and, you're f- and if he says, I'm not disappointed, I'm like, okay, you're frustrated. You know? Mm. And I, basically, that's basically why I leave it. I try not to do anything else, but I'd like him to just acknowledge and be acknowledged that, hey, your ice cream fell mm-hmm. and you're disappointed. Exactly. That's it. Not, it's okay, you know, yeah. you don't need an ice cream. You are disappointed. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. the same way of relationship and with parents and whatever it is, the heartbreaks like my father didn't support me like I thought he should my girlfriend didn't tell me that she had a boyfriend whatever it may be to first just give it to myself and acknowledge you know what it sucked and it sucks to Mm -hmm. feel this way and it hurts and it's not fun to like expect things and not get them or things that everybody else has got it better than me and 
you're right because only after nursing that and parenting that do I have a chance of going oh I, I'm in charge of my own happiness well, that's, that's a, a whole other yes. reality mm. mirror, it's a mirror for me that's it yeah so because for you Sam I know that if we delve into it there you know <laughs> there's always you always knew about yeah, those yeah, people yeah, yeah. you did yeah, you yeah, did yeah, so it's giving yourself that break so you didn't feel good enough well enough deserving enough worthy enough to either make the decision to not work with them or in the right moment to actually tell that person the truth right. you're kind of just waiting it out and of course you got exactly what you were afraid of right which is normal so nursing that feeling that parenting that and then going the next step like wow what does make me happy what does it really mean you know what is that what yeah, relationships and, and, do you want and, to learn? And it was also, I mean, in a way, standing up for myself because even like that whole foray into real estate wasn't really something I ever really wanted to do, but I kind of got nudged into it. And so, as not to disappoint now my your partner, time is up. Your time right. is up. I'm done. <laughs> uh, all right. So, well, but wait. <laughs> okay. So, move on. I oh, know. I was just going to say that. It, um, just to just to kind of finalize step one step two for me because of you know whatever for whatever reason i'm so body centric like it really it becomes an awareness of my body so when we talk about heartbreak i really i know that it is a manifestation inside of me that's creating the the external world like Mm. i i actually have awareness and i feel it so it gives me a reference point to say like well what, or what am I nursing? Well, I'm actually nursing something physiological for me, and I'm lucky and unlucky because it's a fucking nuisance too. But to have such an awareness of the actual my shoulder blades and my chest and my and, and my sternum, I have the awareness of this of the heart of the actual heartbreak. What's been helpful for you? And if it's not appropriate, that's fine. We don't have to talk about it too much. But I know you went through your own, like you went through a lot over the past six months. You look good. You feel good. Mm. Uh, what's is there a, I don't want to say a mantra as <laughs> like a real mantra but what's been helping you to maintain or regain or even get a new sense of your self-worth because things have been happening to you in your life that a couple of years back he, you, you would just you, you would like uh, I'd crumble you'd check yourself in somewhere <laughs> 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 at least talk about it <laughs> um First of all, thank you for asking me that question because I've been dying to share that. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Glad we have 30 seconds. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> 45. <no. laughs> um, you know, it's been a combination of lots of things and it's really finally no, like not knowing, no, it's finally knowing myself. And that means everything that I can do, everything I can't do, what my limitations are, what I need. And owning to the best of my ability what I need, what I can do. And that means through any means necessary with the intention of taking care of myself. I can talk about tools that I've had for 20 years that I pick up every now and then. And that tool becomes the thing that gives me the the transcendence to the next spot. I can talk about... um, so it's a lot of self-knowledge? It's really a lot of self-knowledge. And then, but and what then, about like the kicker, like the, the you not disappearing because you're, because you're being rejected? I'll tell you what it is. There's, and I attribute this to the, I would say to the, to the journey work, to the, having the experience of safety, of love, that reference point. And also like, I have this ability that I acknowledge myself for to really, when it's time to receive something, to receive it and recognize that this is happening. It's like me and you. When I'm away from you for a certain amount of time, there's a, there's a lack of aura in my life. When it comes back, I, I recognize my lens change again. And then I say, wow, lens is totally different. Mm. And the world, I assess the world from a totally different place, which means... Okay, well, I have to provide myself my own Aurea. I have to get it maybe from Aurea. I have to get something from so-and-so, from this thing, from this person. I, I, I'm, I'm constantly assessing where, how my wholeness comes in. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I re- what I really want to impart on the, on the listeners is 
to check your lens and to check when it changes because when it changes it's an indication that something worked Hmm. you know like i i used to call it kind of an obsessive mind but it's more of this scientific lens where it's like reassess oh you have you're in a relationship what happens when you're on medicine xyz and abc is great what happens when you're triggered into not good enough? Well, X, Y, Z, and ABC are the worst things that could have happened to you. So check your lens. And that, you know, I don't know if, I'll just say that's been a blessing of mine to be able to like get what I need and then check my lens. And, mm. that's, and that's really like, how is the world now? And that's assessing my relationships, assessing my work, assessing my purpose in life, you know? Um, and we can talk continuously about what are some of the lens changers? Like, what are they? Journey work. You know, for me, it's like getting that physiological parent that either I give to myself or certain people in my life provide for me. And when I get that, wow, what a lens change I get. And then I'm able to stand up in the world. But there is, of course, the potential for dependency. And that is something that the individual has to reconcile. I can't be getting from people. They have to be receiving. It's giving and receiving. There's a place where there's a permanent stretching, and then that's the new that's the new place. But as I go through this rocky, mountainous journey, I get I actually am receiving. Hmm. I'm choosing to receive. I sit with my basically my beloved, and when I'm getting what I need, I remember take this moment, have it, please have it, because. Your nervous system previously was just like, when's it going to end? What do I have to do? What am I doing? When's it going to end? What about this fear? What about that fear? No, have it. Have it. Give it to yourself. Like, have it. And that's, I don't know what changed, but it's that lens change. And I and I can really talk on, on how many ways that I've used to change my lens so I can reassess everything in my life. So tap me out and tap me into you. Heal my brain and my body too Balance my chemistry Hydrate these cells Cause the body talks and meditation helps The body talks and meditation helps oh, oh, oh. So we only have a few minutes. So I want to read a bunch of questions and then like randomly we can answer them together. Is that fair? I feel disappointed after, uh, after my last experience. I thought I was going to get answers and all I saw is myself. And I don't know what to do with this disappointment. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? I'm like, uh, I'm being triggered. What happens when you get triggered? By someone's behavior, I really don't know what to do. I, I'm in front of a person. They behave differently than what I want them to. I feel triggered and I really need help. Uh, I like this one. How do I deal with regular people? I get that a lot. Oh, right? oh, muggle the matrix, you mean? <laughs> yeah. you mean the, the unconscious people, the sheeple? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like the, as long as you have that in your vocabulary, you definitely got to check yourself. Uh, and then I have the, I don't know what I want to do. And then last one I have here, does my imagination really create my reality? So what do we pick? Do we do the... I like the uh, first one. Which one? The very first one. I feel one. disappointed. Yeah. All right, so you've been around the block. Yeah, I have. You know how to be... You've been... I've seen you disappointed. Of course, of course. <laughs> seen him embody disappointment. Disappointment's wonderful once you yeah. surrender to it. That's it's awesome. Ama- ah. It's amazing. It's a, it's a, it, first you have to acknowledge how much we are expending our energy to avoid disappointment and then once yeah. we fucking surrender into it we get freedom uh-huh. you're like yeah you just like okay. but what it takes to get there is yeah. like resi- over resistance and surrender resistance surrender it's you know like so so if you're feeling disappointed <clears throat> feel it oh, love yeah. it like it's it's Drop actually in. so true yeah uh, I, I remember going up to my teacher and asking him like for such a big thing like I wanted to do and he said to me no <laughs> <laughs> and I remembered it. I was like, I'm disappointed. I am yeah. I am actually disappointed. And that was so good. Like, you know, I'm not ready. Okay, I'm actually not ready. Like and I'm disappointed. And it just felt good to be to be to be, uh, to be aware of that. So Yeah. What about you? How's your experience of I hate disappointment? No. <laughs> exactly. Your wife is not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <all> right. <laughs> yeah. 
So, what, what, what do you mean? You hate disappointment. What do you got? What advice? Give us some stuff. Oh, advice and disappointment. I don't know. Um, uh, disappointment. It's hard for me to even like talk about it anymore because things have been so good and and I just don't feel the same around it. I, I don't know if it's like a uh, I just see things differently. Because now that I know that I really am creating everything, it's like, what is there to be disappointed at? I created this. I I own it now. I'm responsible for it. So I own it. And I guess by owning it, it kind of takes the edge off of it. Okay. That's good. That's helpful. You you know, I I like it. Yeah. The second part of that question was like, he had a, he had a, like a very mild experience, right? That's what, or he or she had a mild experience. No, they just didn't, they didn't, they didn't wake up free. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. They, they didn't wake up completely transformed. Listen, I don't new. know who they're working with and what they do, but this is something okay. that I get. I, I do get it because people go and they come back and they thought they're. Yeah, I mean, listen, you guys have done this kind of stuff. You go, especially in the beginning, and you're like, "God, I can't wait to come out and just be done with it." <laughs> and all you get is the exact opposite. You're like, no, you've just begun. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really have. I mean, that's why that's why the journey after the journey is so real. Oh, so, you know, from my experience, the type of work that my favorite work, uh, uh, journey work, is my, my teacher talks about the journey really shows you where you are. Right. And it's it's actually nice. It's like you may not want to go to the ATM and print receipt, but some once in a while it's okay for you to know where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually pressed it was the day was the first time in like a year I pressed yes and I printed it out. <laughs> and I put it in my pocket. I was like, I don't even know why I did it, but I printed it out and I put it in my back pocket. <laughs> like it's gonna be some kind of a symbol. <laughs> anyway. So what's next? Uh Oh, how do I deal with regular people? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big look one. in the mirror. Yeah, it's, it's just a judgment. <laughs> and say, hey, no, no, but okay, but it's true. The judgment aside, I want to be kind to that person because I know they're listening. And <laughs> you go back to your job. How about this? You go back to a job. Sure. You know, and you just all this love and affection that you had and amazingness and people are nice and they're not judging and you come to work and all people are talking about is homeland and trump <laughs> so you're having a hard time so how what, what advice can we give people with that but the three of us are not that good at uh, giving this kind of advice uh, really because we already kind of migrated well, into the, the journey really has as you okay. said has just begun and okay like it's yeah. you know like it's so how do you deal with regular people I mean, I know you don't have regular people in your vocabulary anymore. No, which yeah. Is good. How do I deal with it? T- the two ways again. I allow myself the judgment, and and I, I experience my anger and and my dis- disapp- I, I really experience my disapproval, and then I remember the tenants. Like I let go, and I know they're me. So and you like, realize you're a dick. Uh, yeah, I, I no, but at first, like, first, you know, at first, like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say, yeah. At first, I allow myself, you right. know, like, because at the end of the day, it's my heart that's doing the thing. So right. like, my heart shines on myself. My heart shines on the part of me that's going. That's a regular person. I don't need to be around them. Right. I let my heart shine on that thing inside of me. I, I, I love that part of me. You know, right. I listen to that, and then I maybe I can go like, wow, they're having a bad day, or they're angry. Because I can see that they're frustrated and blah 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 blah. But you, you, it's like it's the journey. You have to get to that point. And and we are being the light in our world. So if mm-hmm. if you go back to work and you see all the people who you feel, I mean, I don't like those words. Unconscious is sleeping because it's so judgmental. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because we just got so <laughs> spiritually lucky to be on mm-hmm. this side of the equation, where for a glimpse of a second we realize that we're God. Mm-hmm. And then we have the audacity to call somebody else unconscious or sleeping because mm-hmm. that's just us right there. Of course. Right. It's just, I mean, you could blink tomorrow and wake up in Kenya working on mine somewhere. Uh, that's a real thing. And the paradox is we, st- we do get to choose. We still get to choose. We get to choose around them. Their energy, we get to choose. We, get to- we still okay, get to choose. So that's helpful. We do get to choose. So if, if you, so there's a lot going on when you deal with people and you feel... You feel you get triggered for many reasons. I mean, the biggest thing is a self judgment. Like, why do I have to be in? Like, why am I here? Mm. And that's the thing to really pay attention. I mean, you just you're waking up. Be kind. Be compassionate. Why are you waking up if not to be kind to the people next to you? Right. Like that's the whole idea. Why life shows you right now to be in this position, and 
be nice and be nice to yourself is what you're saying mm-hmm. yeah. you don't have to watch homeland just to know what to talk about mm-hmm. in the water cooler next day it's okay for you to actually not go to the bar afterwards it's okay for you not to eat junk food at mm-hmm. lunch mm-hmm. Right. how do you deal with it just be okay and don't worry about people thinking that you're pompous or better than anyone because you don't call them regular people <laughs> <laughs> just be nice yeah to yourself to yourself and to people around and to you. those around you it's a journey of, of loving yourself simply you know it, it is and know that you're yeah. not gonna listen you're either gonna make a living being with regular people sort of thing right yeah. and just being the bridge or you're going to change your life around anyway over time and you're going to be around who you're going to be around. Yeah. <coughs> but be very grateful that, first of all, maybe to them, you're the regular person. So just... You're the crazy one, etc. Yeah, and yeah. we you're are. Weirdo. We actually yeah. are the weirdos. Yeah. Technically speaking, Absolutely. our life as it is to the people who we may have considered in the past sleeping unconscious, our life is actually their worst nightmare. Because we have a lot of uncertainty in our life, according to them. Mm-hmm. They, it, and they're right. Mm-hmm. Like We live according to the seasons. Mm-hmm. We live according to flow. Mm-hmm. We are dancing with life. We do not need to know that we are okay. We just know that we are because we exist. Right, right, right. And just knowing that, that, that other people, regular people, don't <laughs> experience it, oh, God, like... Their defenses get really. You got to have some compassion. I know people. Yeah, I know yeah, people yeah. who are like uh, like multi multi millionaires, lots of money, lots of people, lots of opportunities, and they're terrified. They're oh, terrified yeah. of taking risks. They're yeah. terrified of. They're terrified of losing what they enjoying their have. life. Yeah. I got you know. I have people telling me things like, "I have to maintain what I have now forever," and that's really yeah. hard. And I respect that because it's its own journey, and yet. There is an entire life where you feel safe. Yeah. So if you are feeling a little safer than you did yesterday, say thank you yeah. a million times over. Yeah. Do we have any more time for more questions? One more, One more minute. That's that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> God. Uh, let's see what we do. So does your ima- you know I, we keep talking about that? Does my imagination create my reality? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The the point that I want to keep saying that we talked about it before your beliefs about yourself really limit what you're what you are allowing to happen so your imagination creates your reality but even more importantly your inner speech your self talk Mm -hmm. your beliefs about who you are really and truly dictate everything that's unfolding so and the best advice, and I've had that for me for t- 15 years now, mm. self-talk. Mm-hmm. Self-talk, pay attention to what you're saying, pay attention to the words you're using, because yeah. abracadabra, it does happen. 